Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 86 of the Walk of Ethan Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Black. Today, we're going to talk about the shows from Friday, November 10th through Saturday, November 12th, and just Sunday, November 12th. And side note, Prestige Wrestling is Alive will be told on Friday's show due to them not being on till later tonight. So, yeah, but we're just going to get right into it. We're going to start with the Friday, November 10th shows. We're going to kick it off with. Stardom's got a Stardom Tag League Night 8. By the way, this is the first of three shows on this weekend as the final sport took place today. So the opening match was a Suzuki defeat Roka at 7 minutes and 15 seconds. In a triple threat match, Mina Shirakawa with Vin Hanako and New Blood Tag Team Zaida via Glamour's Clash and Mina at 8 minutes and 11 seconds. In Tag Match, a great star high speed Jim May Sarah. And the 2023 five-star Grand Prix winner Susan Suzuki defeat Emmy Soray and Lady C via good clutch, some minutes and 40 seconds. In tattooed with our star Jim Mace, Sakurai, and Wonder Star Jim Mariah defeat Cosmic Angels, God of Star Jim Sorry, Inu, and you miss Morphe and Larry at 11 minutes and 4 seconds. Then our first of three God of Star Tag League matches. The first one from Blue Block, Divide Kingdom, Megan Bay and Micah defeat O2 like Mayu Amasaki and Azumi via F5 at 8 minutes and 25 seconds. From Red, Go- from Red Goddess, Otai's Mo Watanabe and Natsuhiko Tor defeat Prominence, Risa Sierra and Kuruga Harrogate via Swanton Bomb 9 minutes and 5 seconds. And the main the other Red Stars block for a Red Goddess match, Ostar Chains, Mafia Bello, Julia and Tekla defeat Gods Aisaki, Kashima and Suri via Diamond Body Press at 12 minutes and 13 seconds. There was supposed to be a Cosmic Angels versus Emmy Sword Lady C Blue Gods match, but that was <clears throat> that got canceled due to Tamiko still out injury. So Emmy Sword and Lady C go up to four points as they get two points for a forfeit. So it stands after night eight, first place Oitai takes first place with eight points, four wins, and one loss. Crazy Star in second place with three seven points, three wins, one loss, one draw. In third place, our star champions go up to six points, three wins, two losses. Prominence in fourth place with five points, two wins, one loss, one draw. In fifth place, God's Eye with four points, two wins, and four losses. In last place, Club Phoenix, that is Mir Shirakawa and Wakatsukiyama. And Maxwell made us new blood tag champ, Saida and Hanako with two points, one win, and four losses. And in Blue Goddess, <coughs> in first place, HM, IWG, Wunshimayu Watani, and New Blood Tag Jim Heaton. With eight points, four wins, and two losses. And the Viking also have eight points, but they have four wins and one loss. In second place, our Sergeant May Sakura, Wonder Sergeant Mirai have six points, three wins, and one loss. And we saw Lacey also have six points, but they have three wins and two losses. And O2 Line also have six points, but they have three wins and three losses. So HM and O2 Line are the only two teams officially done. Cosmic Angels had to forfeit, but I'm just talking about like actually wrestling in the tournament. Um, and third place, FWC with two points, one win, and five losses. They had to forfeit the remaining of their matches, which I'll double during the other portions of the Storm shows. And last place, like I said, Cosmic Angels with zero points, no wins, and six losses. So that was uh, Stardom. <clears throat> then we go over to New Japan Pro Wrestling's Lone Star Shootout. So we kick it off with two pre-show matches. The first one was a strong Survivor match. Matt Van de Griff getting the win over Barrett Brown at 4 minutes and 44 seconds before 50 splash. In the other pre-show match, Fred Roster defeating Tom Lawler at 13 minutes and 3 seconds via Crucifix Pim. <clears throat> Honestly, this should have not been on the pre-show, but I'll tell the match I should have been. So the actual show starts with a 6-man tag match. Masco Dorado, not Metal League and Ring of Honor. This is Masco Dorado 2.0. Tiger Mask and Atlantis defeating Hanchiro, Rocky Romero, and Alto Guerrero at 13 minutes and 41 seconds via shooting star press on Hanchiro. Then we have a no disqualification match. Toriano defeat Joy Dinah at 9 minutes and 29 seconds via schoolboy. Honestly, this match should not have been on. This should have been on the pre-show, to be honest with you. Then eight-man tag match with Bull Clubs, Junior Way Tag Clark Cars, Gabriel Kidd, Alice Coughlin, and Chase Owens. Defeating Girls of Destiny's Tama Tonga and Tango Loa. And the Jets are Kushida and Kevin Knight at 10 minutes and 52 seconds via no chaser on Kevin Knight. Then for the strong Opoi tag team dolls, the champions cross does it. El Fantasma and Hikaleo retains over the West Coast Wrecking Crews. Royce Isaacs and Drell Nelson at 14 minutes and 2 seconds via sudden death. Then we got Mystico defeating TJP at 11 minutes and 45 seconds via La Mystica. 
Then for the straw, Opoito, champion Eddie Kingston, successfully makes his seventh defense against Satoshi Kojima. 10 minutes and 43 seconds via Nora Light's bum. For the, I'm uh, sorry, the tag team match, the New Japan website got some of these matches all mixed up. Anyway, Black Papa comes, John Moxley, and where you're defeating Bull Clubs, David Finley, and Kenta at 12 minutes and 48 seconds via Death Rider on Finley. Uh, actually, on Kenta, my apologies. That's a little preview of the Wrestle Kingdom match between Moxley, Finley, and Osprey. For the television tall, Zack Sabre Jr. makes his, his a record 16th defense over Speedball Mike Bailey at 14 minutes and 54 seconds by submission. It's semi-minute for the IWGB Women's Saw. Mayu Itani successfully makes her second defense against Stephanie Fakir at 11 minutes and 28 seconds via Moonsault. Moon <clears throat> In the main for the never Opoi Tal, being Shingo Kagi successfully makes his first defense against AEW's Tramperetta at 25 minutes and 44 seconds via Last of the Dragon. Then after the match, he calls out Tama Tonga, and Tonga wants his rematch at Wrestle Kingdom for the title. So on this show, the matches I recommend checking out are... Fred Ross versus Tom Lawler. Hey, I miss a go versus TJP. The strong Opoi title, the TB title, and the women's title and the never Opoi title. So out of 12 matches, that's like four or five. That's not too bad. But that is uh, New Japan Ball Wrestling. Then we go over to NXT level up. We got Gigi Dolan gets the win over Stevie Turner at 4 minutes and 48 seconds. And in the main event, Gallus' Mark Coffey and Wolfgang defeating Tyreek Eguel and Tyson DuPont at 6 minutes and 10 seconds. And then we're going to stick with WWE as we go over to SmackDown, where we kick it off with LWO's in the ring. Rey Mysterio welcomes fans to SmackDown. And then he dresses loses. Losing the United States title to Lug Ball at Crown Jewel. He said Paul stole his United States title from him, and while the referee's decision is final, Paul will not be able to beat him without brass knuckles, and he promised to do whatever to get a rematch. So we hear the music of Carlito. He makes his way down the rings as no one wants to see him as United States champion more than him, but he shouldn't be blaming Logan for his loss. He should be blaming Santos Escobar for leaving the brass knuckles on the apron intentionally, and Escobar gets in his face, so Crusoe try and walk while hold him back, and Escobar gets all pissed off and leaves the ring. So Ray and Sonya Vega chase after him as Dottara and Wild question why Carlito just did what he did. And speaking of Carlito, he was in the opening match <clears throat> as he goes well with Bobby Lashley. Feels like I'm back in 2006 watching this match. Match starts with a lockup, then Carlito lets a drop but Lashley fires back with a short tail and several shorts in the corner. Then Lashley sends Carlito crashing the mat spine first. Sends him client with a top turnbuckle face first. Looks to lock in the hurt lock, but Carlito escapes with a stunner and crossbite and points with a delay for a go suplex. As she spills to the outside and launches his car to crash in the barricade, then sends him climb with the ring post short first as we crush break. After the break, Lashley and Carly John top rope as Carly pushes Lashley off the ropes and delivers a short and tight. Looks for backs over Lashley hangs onto the ropes for friend from hitting it. So Carly sends him to over the top rope, hits a cross body. Once he gets it back in the ring, looks to fall, but Montez Ford grabs his ankle, but Carly escapes. So LWO goes after him, but they get laid out. And then Lashley points him once he gets back in the ring. Escobar fends off Street Profits and Lashley catches direct to Carly with a spear. To score the victory at 9 minutes and 27 seconds. Honestly, this I cannot get into this match at all. I just want 4 out of 10. Then after the match, Lashley and Street Profits continue attacking Carly as Escobar watches on debating what to do. So Ray runs down with a chair and forces Lashley and Street Profits to retreat. Then he questions why Escobar did not then begin to argue. As Ray checks on Carly, Escobar attacks him from behind. So Ray got... A couple of shots in, and then looks to help him up. But Escobar sends him crashing in the ring post five first, as Ray's leg gets stuck in between the ring steps and ring posts. So Escobar draw kicks the steps into the leg of Mysterio. Before he tells Mysterio he was his hero, but made him do this, then tells him what he was supposed to be the two of them. Close to that same. Then after break, Kathy Kelly chasing after Escobar as she looks for an answer while he attacked Ray Mysterio. Escobar says Ray had it coming and storms out of the building. So Bailey makes her way down to the ring, and she has a plan. And a vision for Eo Sky and Dakota Kai since damage control first begin. And everything she wants to have him has. She said Eo has to be the best in the business as woman's champion. And it's Sky's era thanks to her plan. She said Crowd Jewel should have been the group's proudest moment, but she was blindsided with the return of Kairi Singh. She said damage control doesn't do things that way and calls Eo down to the ring. So Eo's music hits and she comes down to with Dakota and Kari. She asks why Zane is there and Eo says she had a plan to retain her woman's title. Did ask Bailey if that's what she wanted and Bailey says it is. Before Eo throws to a video of her, a Bailey tagging Kari before she left WWE. 
That explains the reason she's good about having Kari around. Dakota says Kari wasn't brought in the damage control to hurt Bailey. She says she wanted to take some of the weight off Bailey and says the group is stronger than ever. Kari says she respects Bailey as the leader of damage control and forgives her for the attack. She looks to hug. I did get a laugh when Bailey said, I don't do that anymore. Because she also used up the get hugging gimmick. And then Bailey says, uh, oh, sorry, once they hug. Go, oh, my notes all mixed up there. Then we hear the music of Bianca Baylor makes her way down to the ring. She said, well, Kari must forgive Bailey. She certainly doesn't. And says, doesn't have the confidence to face her one-on-one like she thought. Then reveals damage control will be facing her in two partners, which would be Asuka and Charlotte Flair. <clears throat> then we get a promo for a promo video package on Dragon Lee. And then we get a rematch from a couple weeks ago. Cedric Alexander goes well with Dragon Lee. Lee hits a draw kick in Alexander before Alexander sends Lee crash out of the ring. Hits a tope series. It gets him back in the ring. Lands a chop before the exchange right hands. Cedric whips Dragon in the corner and Lee hits a hurt around the level on the outside. Gets back in the ring. He hits a powerbomb. Charges Alexander. But Alexander just throws him into the corner. That was pretty scary for a second. They exchange right hands with each other before Dragon is a German suplex and a super kick. Alexander responds for a stand, standing Spanish fly. Mitchell no could draw, but Dragon manages this, you know, to score the victory at 5 minutes and 39 seconds. I actually really, I like, I really enjoyed this match. I like this one way better than their match two weeks ago. I just won 7 out of 10. Then we get a video showing a local ball capturing the United States toe, and then all the pictures he posted on social media. Honestly, I did not need to see him showering with the tile that I had to go wash my eyes out from that. Then Baxter for the LNA walking to the ring. Then after the commercial break, he makes his way down the ring and he wants to talk to fans. Says Crown Joe didn't go as he hoped. He said he wished he got fell short or lived to expectations, but he would be a liar if he did. He said he would have been a new undisputed years of champion if it wasn't for Jimmy Uso. He says he's not done with the bloodline until he until he owns Roman Reigns in the WWE. So Grace Wall makes his way down the ring and he tells Knight that he's embarrassed himself and blaming everyone by him. He says maybe Knight isn't the guy, but he knows someone who is. He asks if he really thinks he belongs in the ring with Roman. And LA Knight reminds Wild Rabbit to him a crowd duel. And he called him a King Road Jackass as well. Then takes a few shots of what by saying he had a uh, five-year-old haircut. Uh some about mothers and oh taking he'll be a boy in the in the mother's bit, but can never take the basement out of the board or something like I forgot the line, but it was pretty funny. And it basically came and be near 50 feet near a school. So basically call him a basically call him a pedophile without fully flat as a a creep or a pedophile. And he takes every anger frustrated he has it on wall then hits him and sets a crash out of the ring. So we don't match out Grace Waffers LA Knight. Waller fires and forms on night before night fires, but with a clothesline and suplex, hits an elbow tome on the apron and flies short tackle. As he gets back down the ring, hits a boot and right hand, but while it connects with a form, night fires back with a series of right hands and dumps him out of the ring, then hits a draw kick for the bottom rope and sends his hit repeatedly crash off the announce table. Waller slides back in the ring, delivers a clothesline under the bottom rope as we go to commercial break. After the break, Waller locks in a single leg Boston crap, uses the top turnbuckle for leverage. But the referee counts to five and forces the reason and locks one in the center of the ring for he hits an elbow drop, followed by back elbow. Since crash in the mat spine first, climbs the middle, looks to go flying, but LA Knight rolls out of the way since, and then sends him crash out of the ring. Before Wild looks for a rolling stunner, but Knight catches with a back suplex his over right hand, hits a flying clothesline, side rush leg sweep, a slam, the yeah elbow, before falls with the BFT to score the victory at 11 minutes and 22 seconds. This was okay. For matches up, it was okay, but before I tell, give my ring for the match, the, the segment before this match wasn't too bad. Honestly, Elliot did really. He had a couple good lines, but obviously the school line, call him a creep thing, that wasn't really. That's, he's a baby face, I get it, but obviously that was a little poor taste. I shouldn't have been in there, but that's whatever. Anyway, for a match itself, I guess one six out of ten. After match, Kevin Owens was on commentary. By the way, he was filling in for Corey Grace because him and Carmelo. Uh, well, Carmelo gave birth to a baby boy, so congratulations to Corey Graves and Carmelo. So Kevin Owens took uh, Corey's spot for the week, and Nick also said if he got involved anyway or physical, he would be suspended. So he mocks Waller by showing some Tressler footage of punching A-Town under the same bunch two weeks ago. Then after the commercial break, we went over to a video gap. The match when he's also going John Cena. The back of rings, I, as Bud Cole was saying, thank you, Cena. Owens went back to the footage of punching A-Town down under before Waller and Theory, theory stormed out to the announcer. Uh... 
basically talk crap, and they push up and pour water on top of Owens. He leaves in a certain theory, I believe, through the water ball and Mike Cole. So Owens, I laugh at this. Well, he said he's going to go get suspended. Same, Owens, same. So basically, he just attacks him, tries to hit Stone on three in the middle of the ring, but three escapes, but Waller gets hit with it. Then Jimmy Uso was shown backstage. He says, Evan Knight wants him next week. Then Yeet then takes a phone call from Roman Reigns and says, No, Yeet. Then we go to our main event, six woman tag team match, damage control, woman ship, Eos Guy, Kari Zing, and Bailey versus Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, and Asuka. Bianca draw kicks Bailey, falls with a body, and his brain moves up by Bailey Rose out of the ring for Braver as Eos Guy checks on her. But Bianca goes flying over the top of to take them out as we go to commercial break. After break, Charlotte hits a fallaway slam to EO, then locks at a figure four, but EO escapes takes in, takes in Kari Singh before Beller takes it and takes out Kari with a short tackle. Falls with a delayed vertical suplex before Kari fire stomps on her in the corner. Goes flying off the top rope. EO takes it and then quickly takes out to Bailey. They double team on Bianca in the corner, but Beller clocks them both, then looks to take out to Charlotte. But Kari pulls off the apron. Bailey blindsides her and attacks uh, Belair. Before Bianca looks to take an Oscar, but Oscar pulls her hand away at the last second and sprays Miss in the face of Bianca. And then Oscar hits a kick to the back of the head and then hugs Kari in the center of the ring. And then she fights Evil and Bailey join and all four of them hug before Charlotte starts attacking everybody, but they were power with the numbers advantage for the referee calls for the bell. So this match goes to a new contest at 8 minutes and 16 seconds. This wasn't, it was more of an angle than really anything. Honestly, I just want a four out of 10, honestly. Uh, it, the match didn't really mean anything. It was more for the post match, the after the match stuff. Anyway, well, we'll go with that now. After the match, there's control and Oscar attacks Charlotte. Then Shanti runs out to even odds, but they overpower her as EO lays out Charlotte with it over the moonsault. Bianca tries to help her, but Kara nails with her spin back face, comes to the door, hits a beautiful, insane elbow drop. Before Damage Control stands tall, Asuka to close with this week's SmackDown. Overall, not a bad uh, episode of SmackDown. Honestly, the in-run action didn't really do much. For, the only match I say just watch is the Dragon Lee Cedric Alexander match. But I mean, it's pretty cool that Asuka turned. We got two heel turns on the show. A little surprised they actually put Escobar at doing the heel turn. I actually thought they were going to tease it for a little longer and then like do it like next beginning of next year or something. But yeah, a little soon. Then Oscar turned and joined Damage Control, so we might get our sm- our woman side of the War Games match. I know Raw's got the men's side, so I, t- I take a smack and we'll probably get the women's. So I, I think the code's not clear, so I-, I imagine they'll probably do. If they do, I, I just don't know. I think. If- yeah, I don't know how they'll do the women's. Maybe just do four or four instead of five on the usual five on five. But if they are doing the. Women's War. Basically, it's, it, we're just waiting for an official announcement, but it's going to be damage control against Charlotte, Shotzi, Bianca, and somebody. I don't know who the fourth person will be. Anyway, next week's match is only announced Jimmy, Uso first Ellie, and they return to Sokoa. And then nothing new was at Survivor Series. It's the Men's War Games match. Re-Revenge defense the Women's World Talk against Shelly Starks, and got their defense in Eric against The Miz. But overall score for SmackDown, I could just want up five out of ten. But that is SmackDown. Now we'll switch over to AEW Rampage. I'll wear live Rampage as they were taping uh, Collision after Rampage. It probably due to they didn't really say why they were taping Collision, but I imagine probably due to Remember Day. That's the only thing I could think of. But anyway, we kick it off with Edo World Tag Champ Ricky Starks goes one with Preston fans. Masters with a lock, then Preston hits a chop, fart stomps in the corner before actually spills to the outside and fans and Starks crashing the barricade. Starks hits Preston crash up the ramp and then suplexes him on the ramp as we go to commercial break. We come out for break, Preston hits a flying short tag update, falls with a form and spine buster, followed by a back body drop. Drives him to the mat with a Mitch Noko driver, but Big Bill distracts him. That opens the door for Starks to hit a spear to score the victory at 7 minutes and 13 seconds. Fun little match, I just won 5 out of 10. After the match, the tag champs continue to beat them down before LFI's Rouge and Drew to go run down the pride, provide Preston on uh, hand. Then we head over to a video for Chris Jericho, who has a message for Kanellis Kakesha promoting their DDT match actually today at Ultimate Party, which I'll get to when we get to the Sunday's portion of this episode. Second match of the show, Rev Velvet goes well with Ruby Soho. Felbert and Ruby take turns logging submission notes on each other before Ruby hits a short out, but Felbert connects with a leg layer and serves a right hand square midsection. So, who sends Felbert in the corner, Father stops and sends a crash into the top turnbuckle. 
in the top rope face first as we go to commercial break. We come off break, Felwood hits a pair of clotheslines, and Ruby sends her crash in the map, but Felwood throws a pair of double knees to the back of her head and then connects with a moonsault. Excuse me. As Ruby connects with a pair of side of suplexes, all of a sudden we see somebody coming up with a bouquet of flowers from a secret admirer, which we'll get to in a uh, little bit. The Felwood takes advantage of Rosal for a two count. So Ruby hits the right hand before Felwood rocks with a knee, connects with a spinning roundhouse kick to score the upset win. At 8 minutes and 4 seconds. This was okay. I just won 5 out of 10. Then we go to tag teams. We got the Kingdoms. Mike Bennett and Mike. Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. Versus Las Cervezos. Danny Rose and Ricky Gee. They mostly wrestle at uh, West Coast Par. And so when GCW shows. When they go to the West Coast. This was a much of a match. Matt Taven hits a roundhouse kick on Ricky Gee. Mike Bennett hits a power charge to Danny Rose before they hit the neck crank or neck check, sorry, for the quick win at 48 seconds. Can't give it a rain because it's under a minute. Then after the match, Roger Strong gets up from his wheelchair and hits Anna Hardick on Rose. Then we go backstage to the Elcast confronts Batmanar, Angel Parker about Parker's and Ruby Flowers for a match. They they, he didn't admit it, but basically that's a new story. We're basically teasing that. Then we got our main event tight match: FTR, Dax Hall, and Cash Wheeler versus El Hedro, the Vikingo, and Commander. So Commander hits a kick to Dax Hall's thigh before Harwood, Harwood fires back with a short out, but Commander lands a hurricane and a draw kick to lands a chop and takes in Vikingo. Cash Wheeler takes it and Vikingo catches with a kick to his head, sends him crash in the corner face first. And a hurricane for the ashes, both to the outside, and Fikingo hits a tope suicida as we go to commercial break. After the break, Commander hits a crossfire to Dax off the top rope before Dax counters into a pinfall, but Commander kicks out. Fikingo catches Dax with a draw kick off the top rope, and Commander pins him, but Dax kicks out. Commander hits a hurricane before Fikingo becomes legal, looks to climb the top rope, but Dax trips him, hits a superplex before Commander delivers an avalanche hurricane to Wheeler. Fikingo and Kamir both climbed the top rope, hit double 450 splashes for a double two count as both men pin FTR. Before Wheeler hits a gore buster to Commander, but Fikingo trips and looks for a Muto on Dax, but Harwell catches him and hits a tombstone polydrop, but Fikingo catches him with a Hurricane. Commander comes legal and Dax hits a powerbomb to Fikingo, but Commander rolls him up for a two count. So he climbs the top rope, looks for a Muto, but Dax avoids it and hits Shutter Machine to score the victory at 11 minutes and 42. Two seconds. Really fun main event. I just won seven out of ten. Then after the match, FTR raises Commander and Fikingo's hand and hug them to close up this week's rampage. Overall, actually not a not a bad rampage. I honestly, I've been rampage has been actually really really good over the last month. I'm gonna say, but like this one was still good, but wasn't my all time favorite. Overall, it's going against one six out of ten. And only match I say just check out would be the main event. But that was AEW Rampage. And we're actually going to stick to AEW as we go to... We're going to kick off our Saturday, November 11th shows. The Remembrance Day. We're going to start with AEW Collision. So we kick off with promos from everybody competing on the show. And by this was taped, by the way. This was taped after Rampage. Then we go to our opening contest. El Andrade El Idolo goes on with Daniel Garcia. And CJ Perry was in the corner of El Idolo. So Matt starts with a lockup and exchange arm bars before Andrade grabs a headlock with Garcia reverses. Garcia tries to do his dance, but Andrade Chor blocks him. So he, before Garcia leapfrogs him, but he gets hit with a slime draw kick. Andrade falls over the chop in the corner for Garcia connects with forms, which pushes Andrade into the ropes. Before he falls over the takedown and a draw kick, Andrade hits a layer before receiving a kick out out of the corner. Before Andrade hits a springboard draw kick, knocking Garcia out of the ring. Once he re-enters the ring, he misses a knee drop out on Andrade hit a crossbody for a two count. Garcia rallies and walks in a sleeper hole against the ropes and followed by Dragon Screw in the ropes before he hits a high knee to the back of Andrade, knock him to the floor. As we see Garcia on the floor approaching CJ Perry and does his dance before Garcia rolls Andrade back in the ring with Andrade hitting Garcia with a series of blows before Garcia hits a snap German suplex as we go to pitcher and pitcher break. After the pitcher and pitcher break, both men fall on the top rope, and Andrade knocks Garcia with a hit butt. Andrade misses the dive off the top rope, but so Garcia responds with a form before logging into ankle lock. But he kicks his way, uh, Andrade kicks his way out. Garcia takes up the knee again, tries to go over back suplex, but Andrade counters with two dragon screws, followed by a flying form. Before it's double knees in the corner for a two count, 
goes to the top rope because it takes his legs out again. So Andrade fell off the top rope. Garcia falls with a kick in knees in the corner, followed by double knees in the corner of, again before Kanks with a vertical suplex. Andrade carries with two vertical suplex of his own before Garcia gets a two count off a of brain buster. Garcia grabs the wrist lock, but Andrade uplifts his way out, so he hits a knee lift and a body slam, and it hits a moonsault for a two count. Both men trade blows before Garcia. Garcia have the upper hand, but Andrade hits a back elbow, full by locking the figure four, and then takes a page of his wife's book, Sharfler, and locks in the figure eight for the submission win at 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Really fun match to kick off Collision. I just won seven out of ten. The backstage we see Mira was shown backstage smiling. They were to recap at end of diamond where uh MJF Bullock on gold, the masked men, the devil small don't need claim. Then we go to our second match on the show. Nick Wayne goes with Dog Castle. So match starts with a lockup before Wayne escapes to the ropes. Then we get some chain and mat wrestling before Wayne uses the ropes for a leverage and hits the back elbow. And then Castle take, takes some offense before he caught a kick and took Wayne down with a modified suplex. Hits a knee to the back, full by front waist lock, and a gut wrench suplex. So he replies to uh, waist lock, used to take Wayne down again, again for locking that armbar, full by hit those off the ropes. So Wayne responds with a back right against the ropes, full by flying back form for a two count. Hits a snap mirror, still on Castle's face, and poses before it does reverse chin lock before D Castle escapes. Wayne rolls him up for a two count. So Don comes back with a layer before he gets two gun wrench suplexes. He misses a layer, but Wayne catches him in a release German suplex. Then we see Luchasaurus climbs on the apron, but he's pulled out by the boys. So he takes him out where they double chokes him on the floor. Castle grabs Luchasaurus, but it's up away. And then Castle rolls him up for a two count. <clears throat> Excuse me. Christian Cage climbs on the apron to try Castle, which allowed Wayne to hit Rhyme the Rainbow and falls out with the Wayne's World. That's the second row uh, cutter. They scored a victory at 6 minutes and 53 seconds. This was okay. I just won 5 out of 10. Then after match, Christian hugs Wayne. Then we see backstage, Heyman Page cuts a promo. And the things will be different with Swerve Strickland, as he could have took his spot at WrestleDream. But when Swerve entered Page's house, he crossed the gates of hell. Before this hit their match, at Full Gear will now be a Texas death match. And told Strickland to walk around his house and take everything he holds dear. Because after full gear, he won't be able to walk or talk. He said he'll take Swerve to the bottom of full gear. And at each November, him and his son will visit Strickland to piss on his grave. This was a great problem from him and Paige. Um, um, their match at WrestleDream was excellent. I can't wait for this. I was excited for this match. But now I am with the Texas Death match. Honestly, I know Tony Khan likes to throw the like, hardcore stipulation. But honestly, for this match, it actually needs a stipulation. Like, I'm glad. They were doing a sex. Honestly, I thought they would do a cage match, to be honest with you, but to keep the inference from Prince Donna, but I'm actually glad they're doing Texas Deathmatch instead. Then we do our third match of the show, Tag Team Action, Light Faction, Inconobles, Rouge, and Drillistico. Go against the Workhorsemen, J.D. Drake, and Anthony Henry. So Henry and Drillistico exchange some quick pen attempts to start this match for the Workhorsemen getting the advantage with J.D. Drake and Drillistico exchanging chops. For Drillistico blocks a vertical suplex makes a hot take to Rouge. Rush and Drake sings shots for Rush and shotgun draw kick. Follow by series of kicks before JD misses two clotheslines and Rush rebounds with a flying elbow, pushes Henry over the top rope as we get a pitcher and pitcher break. We come out for break. Rush still, sorry, Rush still has the advantage for Henry comes in and got hit with a spinning form. Forty hits Drake with a snap power for a two count. Drisco takes an LFI double team Drake before Henry pulls Rush out of the ring, hits a running kick on Drisco, who is being held by Drake. Workhorseman hit a double team on Drisco for a two count as Rush broke it up. Henry hits double knees in the corner on Drisco and Drake's fell with a cannonball before he misses a top rope moonsault and Drisco takes back in Rush. Drisco hits a kick on Drake and Rush falls with a German suplex. Drisco dove on the Henry on the floor and then Rush hits the bull's horns to Drake in the corner to score the victory. Excuse me. At eight minutes. And 25 seconds. Fun little uh, tag match. I'm, I like both of these teams. I'm so glad Workhorseman gets some TV action. On AEW, just not Ring of Honor. But this was a fun little almost nine minute match. I just won five out of ten. Then we see House of Black cuts a problem and says LFI were hard of hearing. Despite the beans, they failed to capture the Ido World Tag Team title, so they would chase them. Then he challenged Ricky Sart and Big Bill to a title match of full gear. 
before Julie Hart speaks and wonders why Will Nightgoat Sky Blue kept rejecting her gifts. She also knows Cryptstar kept getting involved, so she's if she beats Willow later in the show, she'll have to give a rematch for the TBS title. But I'll I'll just talk about this now. Uh so they're so Cryptstar is defending her TBS title in a triple threat match against the winner of Julia and Will Nightingale and the winner of the Red Velvet Sky Blue match. So that's the spoiler there. But also the full gear card updated uh, after his review. And speaking of Christian Will Nightingale, we go to that interview now. Would like to see there is with TBS and Christian Will Nightingale. Like to know that style will face two the winners of two. I'm just gonna call them, I don't AEW calls them, but I'm calling them qualify matches with Will and Julia being on this show. And then Sky Bull Rifle has been added to Dynamite. Stella says she doesn't trust Julia, but if they want to serve a title match, it was Will and then regretting uh Rafael for Sky Blue. Statler's just no uh comment. Honestly, I like Sky Blue and Rafael, but I think Blue advances honestly if I'm making a pick. Then we go to our fourth match on the show. Darius Mark goes well with Roderick Strong. We get some chain wrestling to kick this match up before Strong hits a back elbow, full by side headlock takedown. Before Darius responds with a draw kick and a take and a takedown and a draw kick, sorry. Martin hits a kick to the back of the hip, followed by a high cross body for a two count. Roderick does bag at the beginning, but he kicks a knee from under Darius and falls with a backbreaker. Chop in the corner, followed by another backbreaker as Strong stays on offense before uh, Martin comes over to your big uppercut and throws Strong chesters in the turnbuckles. Strong kicks was kicked out of the court and Darius ducks a close on, but got hit with a draw kick for a two count. Then Roderick wrenches the neck, but Darius fights out with a jawbreaker. Full by reverse, Atomic Drop kicks to the back of the neck. He stays on offense by hitting a spinning kick for a two count. <clears throat> Darius clotheslines Roderick on the second round, falls with a kick before Strong catches Mario with a super kick. Well, re enter the ring, then hits the sick kick and followed by the end of heartache to score the victory at 5 minutes and 53 seconds. Fun little match, less than six minutes. I just won five out of ten. That the match the kingdom put Strong on the shorts before Strong returns to his wheelchair. As Taven held Darius, Mike hits him with the wiener punch before the kingdom hits Darius with the spike power drive for action dry mix to save. Then we go backstage. Tony Khan is for Brian Danielson. He said that he has said that this is this was Brian Danielson last year before retirement. Danielson missed all in this past year at Wembley Stadium, but he was pleased to announce that he'll be at next year's All In. Never mind, fans tickets go on sale December 1st. Then he announced we're getting a round robin tournament called the Continental Classic. It's twelve. It's if you watch new like Japan wrestling, it's a, especially New Japan with their G One climax. So it's gonna be twelve wrestlers in two blocks at six. It's gonna be starting on the Wednesday before the Dynamo before Thanksgiving, November twenty second, with the falls happening at Worlds End on December thirtieth, where the winner will be crowned the Dynamo Tour. And Brian, and the one person we know that's in it is Brian. We don't know the other eleven. But yeah, that it's gonna be six weeks. He said it's gonna be so week one. This is how uh they schedule has so week one will be starting on Dubai on November 22nd, and then rampage and closure as well. Pittsburgh November 25th, and then on week two, it'll be dynamite. Minimus is November 29th in Erie, Pennsylvania for collision December 2nd. Week 3, they're going to be in Montreal for December 5th and 6th. Rampage obviously taped, so that's why I, I didn't put the Rampage dates on there. And then week 4, they'll be in Texas. Dynamite Rampage tapings will be on Arlington, Texas, December 13th. And collision will be in Garland on December 16th. Week 5, uh, Dynamite Rampage will be in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma for December 20th. And then three days later on in Santonia, Texas for collision. And then the falls, I take it like the the block finals will be on Atlanta, Florida, December 27th. And then on <clears throat> December 30th will be the like I said, the chamber, the base of the finals where A block will meet B block. So so far, only one match made for uh New Year's Eve Eve. But I'm pretty excited for this tournament. I love tournaments, especially New Japan. But I'm pretty excited. I wonder. Danielson did say to I forget who he had the interview with, so I do apologize. But he said he he doesn't think G one will be in his card, so Tony Khan's basically bringing G one to him. <laughs> then we go to our fifth match of the show. I'm going to call this a TBS tall qualifier match. The winner gets the first of two spots in the triple threat match. Julia Hart versus Will Nightingale. Will starts being 
fight, Bailey and Hart across the ring, then charges at her, but Brody King pulls her out of the ring. As he distracts Will, Julia charges at her, but Nigel moves and Hart wins the turnbuckles. Both ladies exchange blows in the court. Nigel is a short block for Nigel. Body slams her, pulls with splash for a two count. Then locks her in a modified torture rack while Scully, 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 I don't know where that came from. Anyway, uh, backstage we see Sky Blue watching. Um, before Julia counters for the form, but ran into a sidewalk slam for Nigel. Julia wrenches Nigel's arm and pulls her to the outside. They exchange blows on the floor before Nigel gets a snap suplex on the Julia as we go to pitcher and pitcher break. We come out for break. Nigel is with punches. Julia catches with a super kick. Nigel responds with a alert and a hip attack in the corner before getting a two count off a spine buster. Julia relates with an arm drag takedown and a alert in the corner. Julia falls with a hip jack in the corner for by snapping close on the back of the hip as she went for a heartless but couldn't lock in the move fully. So Nightingale hits her with the pound, but she Julia rolls out of the ring, hits behind Brody. Nightingale slams Julia in the ring steps, goes for a Campbell against the steps, but misses. So she crashes and burns back in the ring. Hart climbs the top, but Nightingale catches her with a phone out slam for a two count. She tries to go for Babe with the power bomb, but drops her on her tailbone. Nightingale misses the and Julia hits her close on the back of the head, full by moves off the top rope to join Chris Taylor in that TBS tall match at full gear at 11 minutes and 57 seconds. Really fun match. I just won 6 out of 10. The best age luxury here is with the 8 world title Brick Ricky Starks and Big Bill. And she asks him about the challenge with FTR, Let Fashion and Gnarlays in the House of Black. Big Bill turns out all the challenge, but only for Lexi to know that Tony Khan has already made the match official for full year. As we're getting a fatal four match for the tag titles. Starks was surprised, but they failed to retain the titles. The match numbers are semi-made, but Powerhouse Hobbs versus Tyus Alexander. As Paul White makes his way down to join commentary team, as he's seen one of his opponents in that eight-man tag street fight this Wednesday on Dynamite. But the match ends super quick as Hobbs hits Alexander with the world's strongest slam for the quick win at 57 seconds. Can't give it a rain as it's under a minute. And then after the match, Don Cass takes the microphone and says Don Cass family is the greatest family in the history of wrestling. Greater than the Briscoes, Garnier's fun Eric's in the hearts. He added on Donovan the family we bought in the Like a Dragon Street fight. And that no long ago, Paros broke Chris Jericho. He said in response, Jericho found the last friend he had in Paul White. He said White was a stand-up guy who's not surprised that White agreed to partner with Jericho. He had the White might hit the lottery in the generics department. He was shortchanged in the brains department as an only idiot will face a Don Cass family. He told White it's not too late to change his mind. As he walks over to the announce table and asks White to back out, then he saw, he saw something he thought he'd never see, a scared giant. He said he buried two giants in his career, and he's happy to have Hobbs take care of the third. He or <clears throat> Hobbs to smoke the fool as they faced off, as Parov's basically threw the tabletop at White, so White basically pushed it back to him before Don Cows and Carl Fletcher pulls Hobbs away. Because of that statement, and if we go backstage, Lexi here is with FTR. She asked him how they were feeling given the world leave it on. Wheeler spoke on the issues with Ricky Stars and Big Bill LFI in the House of Black. Dex, as it doesn't matter who it is, their quest to win Nectar, the AW World titles begins now. Then we go to our main event, the Trails action. Lance Archer and the Righteous Fins in Dutch versus Darby Allen Sting and Adam Copeland. Copeland starts out with Dutch before Copeland attacks with forms and a close on, but Dutch no sold him. So Copeland hits the flying clothesline, takes out to Darby. Darby fights off Vincent and grabs in front. I'm sorry, a headlock. Vincent falls with a kick and a headlock before Archer takes it and Allen takes Sting. Excuse me. They exchange the Sting out and Sting attacks with a series of punches while knocks the righteous off the ape, apron. Then he clotheslines Archer over the topper as we go to pitcher and pitcher break. We come back from break. Archer has the advantage on Steve and bites him in the corner before righteous and Archer take turns tagging Sting in the corner. This one for a few minutes before Stane makes on take to Darby, and he cleans house on Archer and the Righteous before the Righteous and Archer regain some momentum when Dutch hits Darby with a clothesline. As we get to our final and final break, <coughs> final pitcher and pitcher break, sorry. We come out from the second break. The Righteous and Archer continue to go over Darby with Archer in a really suplex before Darby rams Finch in the Dutch and traps Finch, Finch in a small patch for a two count. As Darby makes the hot take, Archer pulls Stane off the apron and rings him into the, into the uh, barricade. For Copeland, Rams Archer into the ring post. Darby makes a take to Copeland. He cleans house on the right spin by flying clothesline. Full by a flapjack defends it and knocks Archer off the apron with a spear. 
Copeland Dutch's Dutch over the top rope and backdrops Vincent over the top rope as Vincent lands on Dutch and Archer ringside, and then Copeland Dolphin all three. Tries to go for the spear on Vincent, but Archer pulls him out of the ring. Darby hits a coffin drop onto Archer on the floor. Back inside the ring, Copeland charges at Dutch, but was met with a sidewalk slam. Sting comes in and went after the righteous before Sting. Copeland hit a scorpion death drop, flying elbow combination on Dutch before Sting hits Stinger Splash on Vincent. Well, he falls out with the spear to get the win at 16 minutes and 21 seconds. Fun little main event. I just won 6 out of 10. Not to match Christian Cage, Lucha, and Nick Wayne come on stage and stare down Darby, Copeland, and Sting to close out this week's uh, Collision. Overall, actually, really fun episode of Collision. Overall, score I guess won 7 out of 10. On to the only three matches from this show I will watch will be the Andre L. Edel versus Dale Garcia, LFI versus the Workhorse Men. Julie Harper's will in the main. So that's the only four I recommend checking out, but that was AEW Collision. And it will go over to Big Japan Pro Wrestling in Hiroshima. So we kick it off with Yokohama Charter Street, six man attention, Kazumi Kitayuta defeating Tempesta via bus cell kick at six minutes and 52 seconds. In tag match, one half of the Big Japan Tetris Dakota Nomura and Yuji Tanaguchi defeating Kazuki Hashimoto and Yoriki Yoshida via penalty kick at 12 minutes and 13 seconds. Yamaka Hanasono defeating Maraka Kobashi via small package, 8 minutes and 39 seconds. Yokohama Street, 6 minute attention, Yuzumi Nakanoi versus Hayoshi Kamatani ends in an no contest, 10 minutes and 53 seconds. In a Paki deathmatch, Yuki Yamato defeating Kankora Hashino via Valkyrie Splash at 8 minutes and 42 seconds. In the main event, in a tag match, Yokohama Shirtree 6-man tag team and World Show Heavyweight Champions Yoyo Yagi, Tewa Kota Soki Fuda defeating Project Havoc's Lane Buzzard in a car via Kasahiri Chop at 12 minutes and 37 seconds. So it was Big Japan. Then we go over to Stardom's Goddess of Stardom Tag League Night 9. This is the second to last night of this tournament. So we kick it off with a non-title Fatal 4 match feature of Star Champion Arena, defeating Yuna Misamori, Mir Shirakawa, and Hina via Jackknife at 7 minutes and 23 seconds. And six women tags with Oitai's Momo Watanabe, Natsuhiko Tora, and Ryoka, <clears throat> defeating Queen Quest, Maya Yamasaki, Lady Sanasumi via double, Diving Double Knee, 8 minutes and 46 seconds. In a tag team match, this is a rematch from the Night 8 of Gaza Star Tag League, our Star Champions Mafia Bell defeating Gaza. But, oh, I'm sorry. We'll probably watch this, but just take Emmy Sawari with Asaki Kashima, Emmy Sawari at 9 minutes 13 seconds with Thunderbomb. I'll get to Saki Kashima in a minute. Non tell triple threat match. High speed chip, May Saray, Sarah, Suzuki, and so it goes to a 15 ton limit, time limit draw. Then our uh, first of two, uh, Goddess from Tag League from the Red Block, Prominence defeat Maximum Mini at 9 minutes 53 seconds for Diamond Body Press and the Maven from Blue Block Divide Kingdom to get the win over our Sergeant May Sakura and Wonder Sergeant Mariah F5 at 10 minutes and 12 seconds. Divide Kingdom gets a spot in the finals as they won the Blue Block. So the reason why I said, so going to the side casual, she got injured on Friday show, so she was taking off these weekend shows. So because I had to forfeit their last uh match on today, and the reason Divide Kingdom got a spot to the finals was because they were supposed to have FWC on the final night, but Kogma was taken off due to precaution injury, so that's why they got a spot in the finals. So they'll meet uh, the winners, either Providence, Crazy Tower, and Altai in the finals, which I'll get to when we get to the Sunday portion. So the cancel match on this show was Blue Gods, Amy Sword, Lady C defeating Cosmic Angels by forfeit. So it stands after night nine. In first place, Crazy Star with nine points because they got a win over God's eye by forfeit because that's who they were supposed to meet. So Crazy Star, like I said, takes first place with nine points, four wins, one loss, one draw. Only tie with second place with eight points, four wins, one loss. Promise in third place with seven points, three wins, one loss, one draw. In fourth place, our star chase Mafia Bella with six points, three wins, and two losses. In fifth place, got eyes with four points, two wins, and five losses. In the last place, Maximum Mini with two points, one win, five losses. And Club Fiesta with two points, one win, and four losses. And then Blue Guys 
Divide Kingdom with 10 points, 5 wins, 1 loss. HM in second place with 8 points, 4 wins, 2 losses. Third place, Other Star Jim May Sakurai, and Wonder Star Jim Mariah, Emmy Sword Lacey. Oh, they both have 6 points, 3 wins, 2 losses. O2 line also have 6 points with 3 wins, 3 losses. Fourth place, FWC with 2 points, 1 win, 5 losses. And Cosmic Angels in the last place with no points, no wins, and 6 losses. So the scenarios for Red Goddess. So Crazy Star, they're, they're done their matches. So basically, they need Oitai and Promise both to lose. Oitai needs a win or a draw because if they win, they go to 10. If they go, they have not, but they would advance to the tiebreaker over Crazy Star. And then Promise basically has to go, has to win and have Oitai lose. So that was the scenarios for uh, Stardom. So, <clears throat> excuse me, that is Stardom show. Then we go over to Tenure Project Raycon Cup Night number two. So this is the other side of the bracket. This is our final first round in core final. So basically after the show, we'll find out our finalists of the 23 Raycon Cup. Or as they call it in Tenure Project, this is the base of the B-block side if you want to get all technical. Eight matches with only one non-tour match. So the first round match is the first of four. Kano defeating Kaikoi Wasaki via backslide. Kamarashi defeating Sushi via running body attack. Nakoi Tensaki defeating Takaro Katori via airplane bomb. So he will face Kana Kango in the quarterfinals. And our final first round match, Hikori started via Ray Palama by submission via chicken wing arm lock. So he'll face Karamarashi in the quarterfinals. So we go to those first of two quarterfinal matches. Ken Kango defeating Naoki Tenasaki via implant bomb counter. And Akari Sato defeating Kamarashi. So our semifinals will be Kango versus Akari Sato. They're only non-tournament match on the show. The six-man tag team, International Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, the International Junior Heavyweight Champion, Yuya Samusu and Keita Yano, team with one-third of the six-man tag teams, Masayuki Kono defeating Toyubasa, Osamasu, Suganyama, and the bodyguard. Then our main event, the semifinal match of the Ragon Cup. Kango defeating Hikari Sato, so, so he will face Kiyano in the finals. So our finals will be on November 19th with Kiyano versus Kango to see who will be the 2023 Ragon Cup winner. That was 10 year project. Then we go over to Sendai Girls and Hako Otto. So we kick it off with Rina Yamori defeating Yuna via draw kick, six minutes and eleven seconds. And Tag Match Haryuju, Matsumoto and Stones defeat Yamami and Ryu Mizunami via Yunar Gowan, twelve minutes and twelve seconds. And Tag Match Sendai Girls World Champion Micah Awada, Tiomai Takashi defeat Saray and Chichi via Rain at thirteen minutes and twelve seconds. Dash Kasho defeat Yurika Oka via Hormone Splash, twelve minutes and fifty seconds. And main for the Sendai Girls Tag Team Talls, Champions Team 200 KG, Chihiro Hashimo and Yu, retains over Lena Cross and Finney, via Larry at 17 minutes and 11 seconds. So Sendai Girls. So then we go to over to Dragon Gate with their fifth night of the Gate of Evolution Tour. So we kick it off with Tag Team Action, Gold Classes, Kota Minor and Benkei, defeating Daiki Yanaguchi, and Jason Lee via Golden Rose at 10 minutes and uh, 3 seconds. Takashi Ushii defeating Kogama Ichikawa via rest lock at 26 seconds. So they have another rematch with the exact same result, only by give up in a minute. So they have a th another rematch. This is Yoshida versus Ichikawa part 3. With Yoshida going 3-0 against Ichikawa via body zone at 4 minutes and 6 seconds. Jinky Horiguchi and Keiji Tor defeat Open the Triangle Gate Champion Yamal Problem Dragon and Tag Team Action via Kanjanui at 8 minutes and 1 second. And Tag Team Action Open the Triangle Gate Champion Dragon Kanto and Bari Tao Mascaras defeating Smushimushuki and Yoshiji Kanda of M3K via Crosso 14 minutes and 17 seconds. And Tag Team Action Luz Monte and Hayo defeating Seabrass Open the Brave Gate Champion Ishin and Yoshiki Kado by disqualification at 10 minutes and 8 seconds. And then the main event, eight man tag team, Natural Foxes, Big Bosch Mushu, Strong Machine J, Kazi, and UT. Defeating D Curtis, Open the 20 Gate Champions, Yuki Ishikawa, and Dragon D. Open the Dream Gate Champion, Madoka Kitayota, and the newest member, Raya Tanaka, via running Ubble Splash at 17 minutes and 13 seconds. So that was Dragon Gate. 
Then we go over to Pro Wrestling Noah Sunny Voyage Night Number Thirty. So we kick it off with Daiji Osawa defeating Yo Wada via missile dropkick, eight minutes and nineteen seconds. In tag team matches, Super Crazy and Stanley Rogers via Azuchi Kojige and the High Sixty Nine via Roll Up at eight minutes and fifty nine seconds. And six minutes tag with Junior Retention's Dragon Mate, Alpha Wolf and Extreme Tiger. They defeat Ninja Mac, Alejandro, and Terry Yagi via Wolf Driver at 13 minutes and 20 seconds. In tag team matches, Real Suji Tanaguchi and Saxon Huxley defeating Takashi. Segura and Kai Fujimura via neck hanging bomb at 9 minutes and 26 seconds. And six man tag team with Suchi Kondo, Hajime Ora, and Juju Milwaukee defeating Stingers, Junior Jim Daga, Yushinori Ogawa, and Leona via King Kong Larry at 13 minutes and 24 seconds. And six man tag team with Masakimi and Dagiamba at right Oyoe defeating good looking guys, Juicy Tatchips, the National Gym, Jack Morrison, Anthony Green, who was named LJ Cleary via Triple D on Green. 17 minutes and 29 seconds. Six main tag team, we had Gochosaki, Hayaten, Ita, defeating good looking guys, Jiggly, Tazuke, and Yohei, via Strawlon Lear at 11 minutes and 14 seconds. In the main event, tag team action, GCA with Jim Keno and Eldro Day Wagner Jr., defeating Minova Soya and Kitu Kimi, via Keno Special at 19 minutes and 13 seconds. So it's Pro Wrestling Noah. Then we go over to New Japan for Wrestling, Angel Rennie Days. By the way, this show. This is a host show. Um, this is not a New Japan World show. Chris Charlotte Dick. Somebody asked on Twitter and Chris Charlotte Dick confirmed this, this is a host show only, so this is never making tape. Seven matches on the show. We kick it off with a tag team match. Ruzuki Taguchi and both Oleg defeat Jets, five guys, Taka Mejinoku and Doki, Fia Roll of Mejinoku, six minutes and 58 seconds. And tag team match, Master Wild and Jado defeat Bull Clubs, Taji Shimori and Ghetto. By submission via Defendadol on Ghetto, 8 minutes and 38 seconds. In tag team match, Minoru Suzuki and Yuji Nagata defeating Young Brothers, Yutu Nakashima, and Oscar Lube via backdrop hold on Nakashima, 9 minutes and 15 seconds. In tag team match, <coughs> Renry and Show Umno defeating Great Bashes, Togamagame and Togamagame Hama by submission via Cobra Twist on Hama, 11 minutes and 11 seconds. Eight-man tag team with House of Tortures, KOPW 2023 Jim Show, Yujiro Takahashi, Yushibori Kamaru, and Evil. Defeating United in Parks, Grail Kong, Kalo Noom, Jeff Coppin, and Arifi, Shocker on Noom, 12 minutes and 1 second. Six-man tag team with Chaos's IWGB tag teams, Yoshihashi, Roki Goto, Tito with Yo, to defeat LAJ's Junior Jim, Hiro Takahashi, Yojo Suji, and Bushi via Lights Out, 13 minutes and 10 seconds. And the main for the never openweight six-man tag team titles, the champions chaos is Kosushka Okada and Tomoro Ishii. Along with Roshi Tanashi, they successfully retain over just five guys. IWG World Champions Sonata, Yuya Yomura, and Taichi via Rainmaker and Yomura at 30 minutes and 20 seconds. So it's New Japan. And then we'll head over to the Sunday, November 12th shows. So we will kick it off with DDT's Ultimate Party. So we kick it off for the KOD Tag Team Toss to Champions Roman Stondes, Soma Takato, and Shota defeat Masahiro Takanashi and Atoti Honda via Gin and Juice at 7 minutes and 46 seconds. Then we had a Fatal 5-way Tag Team Rumble match. Burnings, Yusuke Okada, and Yorikori Yoku defeating Damnation DA's Kanan and MJ Paul, Yoroki Doi and Kazumisumi, Toikijima and Yuki Ishara. Ishara and Yuri and Ryoka at 9 minutes and 32 seconds when they last eliminate uh, MJ Paul, Damnation, Tia, Fisa, Intel, and Cradle, 9 minutes, 32 seconds. Then we got Tokyo Joshi Pros offer six women tag team. We had Yuki Arai, Mocha Yamato, and Shino Suzuki defeating Daisy Monkeys, Suzume, uh, sorry, Endo, Timo Yoruga Yohira, Fia, the finally 11 minutes in 15 seconds. Then an eight man tag team with Yoshi Tatsu, Yoshihiko, Densuke Dio, and Super Sadango Machine defeating Sihir Takagi. Aikido, over 40 team, Mayoki Oyoshi, and Shihiro Kawamatsu, Fiat. Apology to Super Dongle Machine. Oh, okay. 8 minutes and 20 seconds. Then we had Kane Card, Car Show, Tokyo Japan, aka Foreign Notes, Ikimajuro, and WWE. Defeating Takashimasa, Fiat Crucifix, Pena, 13 minutes and 14 seconds. Then, 6 minute tag team match, we had Junaki Yama, Harshima, 
and Yuki and I rushed to DDT defeating the Fudu Murders. That is the Starburst Junior Ray and Touch Shisho via World's Best Backdrop at 10 minutes and 11 seconds. Dust Guys is talking to be Tessay and Nobody Referee Stoppage via Crossover Facelock at 14 minutes and 50 seconds. Then, in a non title uh, match, the Saki Kai's retirement match, Nayamuchi, Mirafuji, Kasuska, Hayaguchi, and Mayu Yamashista represent Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, defeating the six man tag chips eruptions. Yuki Sakaguchi, Hidaki Okatani, and Saki Kai via Skull Kick at 20 and a half minutes. Then, for the other man heavy metalweight title in a dramatic dream rounds match, Haruma Takahashi retains over extreme champion Kasuska Hara. In the fifth round, at three minutes and fifty-three seconds, via Fisherman Suplex. But after the match, the IWGP Junior Weight Title wins the the physical belt, wins the title away from Ryo Takahashi, and then Hayato rolls up the belt to win the title. Then for the Universal Title in a no disqualification match, that stipulation was put in yesterday during the press conference. Mo defeating Champion Matt Cardona at t- sixteen minutes fifty-six is via Radio Sons on plastic cases. Then our Semi main Chris Jericho gets win over Kano's getting catch up at 23 minutes and 35 seconds by submission via walls of Jericho. In the main event, Yuki Ino defeating champion Chris Brooks to win the KOD Openweight title via WR at 29 minutes and 39 seconds. So Yuki Ino will be entering the Dio Grand Prix as KOD Openweight champion and so will Mo by Hiwaka's Universal Champion. So from this show, I will watch the Six-person tag match. The Saki Karatara match, I should say. The Christian Kanazuki Kesha and the KOD. That's my top three matches on this show. But that was DDT. Then we'll go over to All Japan Pro Wrestling's real-world tag league slash junior bout of Glory Night 1. So before I run, I'll run down the point score. So I'll start off the top of World Tag League right quick. So for real world, tech, it's 10 teams in a block. You get two points for a win, so pinfall, submission, count, or disqualification. If you lose, you get zero points. If it goes to a 30-minute time limit draw, both teams get a point. But if it goes to a double disqualification, double countout, or a no contest, it no one, no teams will get a point. And whoever has the most points at the end of this tour, at the round, Robin will win. But if it, if uh, basically any teams, if we have a tie break, any teams that tie with the most points will the finals will be at uh, Corgan Hall on December 6th. Junior Battle Glory is the exact same result, but only they have 10 minute time limit draw, and the top two scores meet at the finals, so that's really the only difference. So on this show, we have four real world tag league matches and three junior battle glory. As junior battle glory has eight men in their in their tournament in the round robin, not not like real world tight with 10 teams. The opening match are first of three junior battle glory matches. Asuka Oyagi defeating Naraki Doi at three minutes and 43 seconds via roll-up. Then our first of four world tag league, real world tag league matches. Uh the world non-title world tag of Sato Brothers defeating Karashio Tokyo Japan and Masa Hanabata, 10 minutes and 41 seconds via cycle break. Our only non-tour match on the show, Rocky Honda and Yuma Enzai, who is part of the Real World Tag League, defeating us. <clears throat> Asmaru Nishimura and Ryu anyway at 8 minutes and 46 via the final vent. Our second Junior Battle Glory match, formerly Abe defeating Dan Taylor at 8 minutes and 57 seconds via referee stoppage. Then our final Junior Battle Glory match on the show, Ryzen Hayato defeating Hikari Sado, 8 minutes and 41 seconds via Sif Vicious. Then our second of four real world tag league matches. Cyrus and Ryan Davidson defeat Shuchi Ishikawa and Ryan Abe, 10 minutes and 14 seconds via reverse splash. Semi main event, another World Tag League match. Triple Crown Heavyweight Jim, Katsuhiko Nakajima and Hokuto Amori defeat one third of the All Japan TV, All Japan Pro Wrestling TV six man tag of Suwama and Hideki Suzuki, 16 minutes and 57 seconds by submission via narcissistic lock. And the main event, our final real world, real world Tag League matches, representing Glee with Bug. Orchestra, Hayato Tamara, and Gelao Del Mar. They've been getting me here at Yuma Oyagi, who were last year's winners at 20 minutes and 13 seconds for your Larry Amir Hira. And by the way, they were in Corkin Hall for the show. <laughs> so it stands after night one. 
So in first place, we have World Tag Champions, Saito Brothers, Triple Crown World Champion, Katsuhiko Nakajima, and Hokuto Amori, Ryan Davidson, and Cyrus. In bulk, Okishra with two points, one win, and zero losses. And then last place, Suchi, Shikawa, Ren, Abe, Kento here and Yuma Ayagi, Masahara Ban, Karashiro, Tokyo, Japan, and All Japan TV six-man tag team Chinswan, Hadagi Suki with zero points, no wins, and one loss. And the only two teams who haven't started their tournaments yet are the All Asia Tag Teams Eruption and Raikyu Honda and Yuma Entai. They also have zero points, but they have no wins and no losses if they didn't start. And then for Junior Battle Glory, in first place, Atsuki Oyagi, Bryson Haito, and Florida Abe have two points, one win, and zero losses. And then at zero points, Hakura Sao, Dan Tamara, and Naraki Doi all have zero points, no wins, one loss. And Ryu anyway, and Koji Wamato also have zero points, but they haven't started door tournaments either, so they have no wins and no losses. So that was all between pro wrestling. Then we go over to Pro Wrestling Noah's Sunny Voyage Night number 31. So we kick it up with a six-man tag team with Hydrogen Aura, Asuchi Kojigane, Daiji Osawa, Divine High 69, Super Crazy, and with Yu Owada at 10 minutes and 34 seconds via backfold. Then tag team match with it, Reels, Divine Alejandro Extreme Tiger at 8 minutes and 42 seconds via Ravian Catch. Then we Leona Divine Kai Fujimura at 7 minutes and 36 seconds via Figure 4 Lake Walk. Then tag team match Takashi Segura and El Hito de Wagner Jr. Defeating Go Shosaki and Stanley Rogers at 11 minutes via Olympic Slam. Then six man tag teams. We had Hayata, Ita, and Minoru Soi defeating GCW Champ Keno, Ninja Mac, and Teriyaki at 12 minutes and 59 seconds via Tad Trackery. We had Dougie and about to be GC Tad Champ Anthony Green at 8 minutes and 27 seconds via Triple D. Then tag team match. We had Stinger defeating Suji Kondo and Jude Milwaukee at 14 minutes and 21 seconds via Lariat. Then the main event, 10 man tag team match. We had the junior right. That's right, good, just good looking. Blah, 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 blah. Good looking guys. The GC tag champ and national champ, Jack Morris, Jake Lee, LG Cleary, Yohei and Toeski defeating the junior right tag champs, Dragon Bait, Alpha Wolf, right? Anyway, Kitu Kimia and Masa Kimia at 15 minutes and 51 seconds via uh, Tiger Driver. So that's, <clears throat> excuse me, Pro Wrestling Noah. Then we go over to Dragon Gate special match in Yokaji. So we kick it off with a tag team match. We had Smoosh Moosh and Ryu Sato defeat Open the Triumph Gate Team Dragon Gate and Jiggy Horiguchi at 9 minutes and 48 seconds via Yokosuka Cutter. Then we had Yubao, who is one third of the Open Triumph Gate Champions. Defeating Kokomo Ishikawa at 18 seconds via pinfall. So they had a rematch with the exact same result only at 6 minutes 51 seconds via Brainbuster. Then a six man tag team match we had. D. Kirch, Open the Twain Gate Champions, Yuki Ishikawa and Dragon Diem. And the Open the Dream Gate Champions, Madoka Kitiyota defeating Koto Minoru and Big Up Gold Class in Carryman. 10 minutes and 27 seconds via Royal Lariat. And then maybe we had a. Be a non-title 12 man Yokachi Karen Cup Battle Royal. And the winner of that battle was Open the Twin Gate Champ Dragon Dead, defeat Ben K, Open the Triangle Champ Dragon Kid, Jinky Horaguchi, Kiriman, Kokoma Ishikawa, Koto Minora, Open the Dream Gate Champ Madoka Kitiyota, Raiso, Sumuchimusuki, Open the Triangle Gate Champion Yumao, and the Open the Twin Gate Champion Yugi Ishikawa at 8 minutes and 25 seconds for a roll up on Kiriman. So it's Dragon Gate. Do we go over to Big Japan for Wrestling's? Regional Revelation. So we kick it off with a tag team match. We had two-thirds of the Yokohama Charter Street six-man tag champs, Yasumi Nakanoi and Kazumi Kitiyota defeating Kazuki Hashimo and Tambaza six minutes and 46 seconds via Lariat. And a tag team match with Marika Kobashi and Sei defeating Mayamaka <clears throat> Hansaro and Oi via front face lock at 16 minutes and four seconds. So we had Casanova Fal Valentine defeating Yuki Yamato at 6 minutes and 5 seconds via stage 5 calendar. Then in match with Matsui Deluxe and Kota Sukifuda defeating Kenko Yoshida and Masago Yamato at 12 minutes 15 seconds via second with Deluxe Splash. Then in match we had 
Project Havoc, Lane Bodger, and Akara, defeating one-third of the Yokohama Street six-man tag champs and the World Strong Heavyweight Champion, Yoyagi, and one-half of the Big Japan tag champs, Dakota Nomura, at 13 minutes and 37 seconds via 450 splash. In the main event, tag team Barbar board match, we had Yayoshi Kamatani and Jayana Tiger, defeating Kanko Hashino and Almighty Inoue, 16 minutes and 29 seconds via Brain Buster on the Barbar board. So it's Big Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we go over to Stardom's Goddess of Stardom Tagley, day number 10. This is the finals. So that's our last show for the week. So we kick off with a Fatal 4 match. We had Suri defeat. Yes, Yuna Miss Mori, Ryogan Hanako, 6 minutes and 28 seconds via Ground Style Suzuku. Then in Tattoo, we had Crazy Star defeating Star's new blood tag inside Ida and Hasuki, 9 minutes and 53 seconds via German Suplex. Then in tag match, we had Divine Kingdom of 02 line, 7 minutes and 22 seconds via F5. But this, this was a non uh, tag league match. And speaking of tag leagues, we are staying here. First of three from block action, and we have the finals at the main event. From blue block, we have Wonder Star Chamber and R Star Chamber Sakura. They go up to eight points for Emmy Sorai and Lady C at 14 minutes and 12 seconds via Larry. Then in uh, Red Gods, we have Club Venus. Getting the win over Oyatai, they spoiled Oyatai at 9 minutes 55 seconds with Gleavers Clash and Mina. And then our final block action for Red Gods, our star champions, Mafia Bella versus Providence into the 15 minute time limit draw. So uh, Mafia Bella goes to 7 and Providence goes to 8. So Crazy Star advances due to Oyatai and Providence uh, losing. So the main event, the finals of the 2023 Goddess of Star and Tag League. Where Divine Kingdom from Blue Block winners wins defeating Red Goddess Block winners Crazy Star at 15 minutes and 47 seconds for Mijinoku Driver 2. So Divine Kingdom win the Goddess of Star and Take League. And that's the show for this week, guys. I'll be back on Friday with the usual those shows from Monday for Thursday. Have a good week and stay safe. <laughs>